0: It's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. I am sitting in my living room with a guy that, uh, he's, a, he's a friend. It's kind of exciting. And uh, you know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, the... Uh, Patrick Brady who's going to fix this audio. Mike Rickberg just sang that song you heard. Vilmos fixes the website. And well, there's always merch, right? There's always merch. You can get a Dork Forest t-shirt, Ranger the Dork Forest t-shirt, or you can get the new design by Britt Chambers, which has uh, the Rebel Alliance symbol on it and the D12 and the quote from the Lord of the Rings, and it says the Dork Forest on it, oddly enough. There are uh, Dork Forest. Every order gets a trinket, and at this time, they are Dork Forest magnets. It's a Ranger design that in a magnet form. And if you just want a magnet, send me 2 bucks. if you live in the United States. And if you live outside of the United States, send me $3 for obvious reasons. And then I also have uh, Dork Forest patches that Andy subbed out the the, uh, the Rebel Alliance uh, logo for a snitch. Good times. So it's like a Boy Scout, Girl Scout patch. Send me $5 if you want that. I had an elaborate plan that has fallen through. Uh, sitting across from me at this time, uh, I, I think... Kind of a Renaissance dork. Steve Mandel, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Glad to be here. Here you are.
1: I think Renaissance dork actually implies that I go to like Renaissance fairs.
0: Oh, have you been to a Renaissance I've fair? I've been to a
1: Renaissance You've fair. You've been to a that thousand. Is not, that is not my dorkdom.
0: That is not your dorkdom?
1: More of a dork of all trades.
0: You are so a dork. Oh, I like dork of <laughs> all. Like, I've only been to one Renaissance fair myself, and I got to do a throwing axe game.
1: I I did the giant darts game. And I think I did a shuriken game just because I wanted to hurl a shuriken. What's a shuriken? It's the the ninja throwing star.
0: Oh, a ninja throwing
1: star game. Which are not at all Renaissance appropriate.
0: <laughs> but nobody had any problem with it.
1: No, they're going to take my money no matter what.
0: <laughs> it turns out. And what? Uh, what's a giant dart game?
1: It's well, it's it's the typical throwing darts at yeah. uh, balloons. And I, I used to throw darts. Uh, I'm not well, not professionally, but with some buddies, so we figured. It's oh, an it's an excellent darts.
0: drinking game. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's darts. We should know how to do this, but the darts that they had were. I mean, you know, knuckle-sized or, or more, more me, like darts. Yeah, giant darts. Okay. And so was, I, I'm assuming they probably habitually watched people who thought they knew how to throw darts, than trying to throw a giant dart <laughs> as if it was a normal bar dart.
0: <laughs> right, and but it failed is not.
1: miserably and gave them our money.
0: I I have to say that uh, the tiny darts that. Uh you know, there's the plastic dart game that was in a lot of bars. Probably still is. It is. We played last night. Oh, did you? Okay. Oh, over at the Robin Hood? Yes. Brit pub. Yes. And it, what was it the plastic dart game that has that scores for you?
1: No, it was uh, steel tipped. It was so a steel was tipped a with, an, board actual, with yeah,
0: a, an actual dartboard. And
1: we had to do our own math.
0: Exactly. It's uh, I remember when they introduced that plastic one, and I was like, "Oh, thank God, I no longer have to actually know what the hell I'm doing because I can just throw I can throw shit and then drink." Yes. Moments of family fun, by the way. That's uh, <laughs> that's just good times. They had it's at all fun and games
1: club. until someone puts out an eye.
0: Exactly, and so okay, so you are. I've had some requests. Uh, I said, "Well, what is your dorkdom?" And. Uh, you said that you have an elaborate Fabergé egg. Now I want a Fabergé egg dork. Uh,
1: well, I think that if I remember correctly from the article I read, there are only 20 Fabergé eggs on the planet. So what? really, uh, they, they were extremely elaborately custom made
0: by a guy named Fabergé.
1: I believe so. I think it. Uh, and now I actually sound like I know what I'm talking about. I read something on Wikipedia.
0: Sure, that means it's and, real. Like,
1: there were 20 okay. made, and five of them they've lost track of. And they're all, you know, jewel encrusted, handmade, worth bazillions of dollars.
0: And when and when was the implication in Wikipedia? I think it
1: was. Um, I think it was like around, or it was before. It was during Tsarist Russia.
0: Okay, so early 1900s
1: dispersed during the revolution.
0: Eighteen, late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay, wow. And there's only twenty. Maybe Tom Frank could get on it because he has that one uh, that that one Shogun Warrior, uh, right? One of three uh, action figures that he owns. Uh, Wow. Now I definitely need to. All right, (sighs) but or that might just fulfill my need for Faberge egg talk. It was, uh, but you tweeted that uh, that was your you were. I'm I'm collecting
1: Faberge eggs. I currently have zero. Uh,
0: Hi, I laughed. I laughed against my will. Almost <laughs> it was. It did feel slightly. But what you really, everyone who knows you better than I do said, "Well, he's into Hero Clicks. That's his thing. Hero Clicks."
1: I've actually been trying to wean myself off the Hero Clicks because it had turned into like a thousand dollar a year hobby that really? I did not need.
0: <laughs> right now, Hero Clicks have been around.
1: They're hitting their ten year anniversary this year, I believe.
0: Wow. So they've only been around for 10 years. I've I've played Heroclix one time over at uh, the Phil Adler's, uh, the Adler home, and... um they are tiny action figures, correct? They are, yeah. They're what not they? action figures because they don't really. Most of them oh, are not articulated. No right. It's just
1: figurines. I okay. guess. Okay.
0: Oh, they're they're tiny.
1: They're, like one figures. inch, one and a half inch figu- mini mini figurines. As, yeah. They come pre-painted, which was the selling point for me. Okay. And uh, the nice thing is, it's a little. It's a collectible miniature, basically a war game. But unlike most of the other war games, all of the statistics are built into the figure.
0: That's oh, the clicks they're on part. The Are oh, they
1: on the base of the figure, so you don't have to keep referring to how many hit points does this dwarf have? It's right there.
0: Now, the one that I saw, they they seem to be comic book centric. Am they, I wrong? The,
1: the Hero Clicks is the comic book line. They also okay. have Mech Warrior. They have a Lord of the Rings set. They have a, um, a Star Trek. Set? set
0: okay so they the the toy company did it or did hero clicks say oh, okay we're going to do like a lego thing we're i think it actually combo. started
1: with the the mech warrior and uh, it was giant robots, basically. Right. And then... Then um, turned into and tiny. Then turned in, well, okay, it was miniature giant robots.
0: Miniature. It's funny that they've gone to the trouble to create giant robots, and they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make them tiny now.
1: And uh, Oxymoron clicks.
0: Yeah, it was uh, very much so. So, but the Mecha Warriors, is it a cartoon, or is it a... Uh,
1: it was, I mean, I game. think it was kind of in... It was originally, it was a board game, and I think it was a very popular board game in the 80s, and it just the license kind of traveled from company to company and ended right. up with them. And it's always been a, a marketable license. So they decided, hey, we have a new way of doing this instead of having, you know, let's put the statistics on the base as opposed to having them in a book so you have to keep fiddling through. Right, right. And then it worked very well. So they did a fantasy line and the superhero line. And
0: okay. And the the what are the – so – Essentially, are the it doesn't come with a board, so you need like a, a hexagon. It has a it. Come,
1: they come with maps, and oh, the maps represent, you know, the uh, the various places in comic bookdom: Avengers Mansion or you know Metropolis, Daily Planet.
0: Really, you can buy it. Wait, because when I played it, it was uh, it was just on a hex map.
1: Okay, so you, somebody you played Ghetto Hero click. <laughs>
0: Yes I did that's right it's uh, it's but I don't I don't think that they had so you do you get them separately you buy them separately
1: um they will normally do yeah there are map packs there are um you know people that do custom maps that will sell them online okay but generally they they combine their releases into a base set and boosters and the base set will normally have all the rules and everything you need to play some figures a map the rule book some dice some uh,
0: okay so it'll come like sort of in a in a board game. Game box right kind of situation,
1: and then the boosters will just be figures, and maybe if there are any new rules or addenda that need to be in there,
0: they will be like a paper, just a paper right, little slip uh, saying,
1: okay. you know, now Batman can do this.
0: Okay, and and on the base, what are the what are the? Um...
1: There is a movement, an attack, a defense, and a damage. Okay. And it's it's very you know movement is how many spaces you can move,
0: and and there's there's windows on on the base right. right? So when when you when you say I'm going to, the,
1: your your current stats are what's showing through the window right. And when so you, when whatever
0: hit points you have, you're like I have four hit points. If if you get hit down everything changes
1: right okay. so you want the damage that gets inflicted you click that many times and then that will change the what, rest of your right.
0: abilities okay okay that
1: most of sense. the time it makes you worse but like for instance the hulk you know the matter the hulk gets the stronger the hulk gets right. so as he takes damage he gets more dangerous
0: okay wow all right and less controlled i assume yes 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 indeed so um okay and what?
1: then and then they also have to really, you know each of the each of these statistics will have a color on it okay. and that color will represent what superpower you have for that so if you have you know green on movement that means you have charge and that means you can move and then hit somebody
0: okay is there is is there like a cheat card kind of thing yes. like in pandemic so you're like okay so here are like a key right okay that's good that well I mean, that simplifies the whole because D and d I love d and d I'm on board. I'm on board with your D and D, your Pathfinder. Um, I like to, uh, to, to smash things and then roll the body. Uh, so <laughs> I enjoy that. But I do like the idea of hero just simplifying it. So did you ever paint is, is, is that what drew it to you? the fact that they were painted? Yeah, and the made? fact
1: that I, I, I had growing up, I had a number of friends that were very big into Warhammer. Okay. And Warhammer 40K, which is another um, you know, another battle simulation.
0: I feel like there's a model train uh, uh, kind of terrain being used in yes. Warhammer.
1: Yeah, I think there is. Is it a in lo- game
0: stores and stuff? Yes. They'll set up a giant table?
1: Normally, if you go into a game store, I think Warhammer has been for a while the predominant giant table dominating game system
0: that people are willing to set up in but, their store. Yeah.
1: But everybody had these gigantic armies that they would painstakingly paint. And I like the Define idea. Define
0: gigantic. Like how many? How many guys in your army? Uh, like could over ten?
1: It could be dozens. I think it could be hundreds in wow. in very war. I think most people own hundreds, but the the you know, just for logistical purposes, you can't field that many at one time because you would never leave.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So did you uh, did you play Warhammer?
1: I did not. I've just never because I myself. was intimidated by you know there is a huge you know, expense just in buying your hundreds of pieces. Right. And then you have to paint them individually, and I think in in some in some cases they would not let you play with unpainted figures okay. or your figures would get a bonus for being painted. Okay. And so
0: yeah, I don't, so I don't like, like painting. No, no, tiny, tiny brush yes. and lots of I'm I'm more willing to go outside. It's uh, and I'm not a huge outside person. Well, I
1: couldn't. You know, they're so tiny I couldn't see the little numbers, so I could know what color goes where.
0: (laughs) I said paint by number. I was. That that was was a joke. joke. That was a joke. I was. I got it. I got the joke. I was like, but let me define it. Because that's what I'll do. It's
1: difficult to tell when I'm joking with my lovely monotone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. uh, I like that you're keeping it uh, real, real basic.
1: Well, you know, I'm using this in my demo reel to join NPR.
0: Are you? You thinking about doing that?
1: Coming up, Mannheim Steamroller.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, so you've been you used to live in Los Angeles. I used to live in Los Angeles, and you have uh, decided this week that you're going to go and do all of the touristy things that you never did when you lived in Los Angeles. Correct. All right. What well, did you do?
1: I did a day at the uh, the LACMA Museum Complex and the um, the Page Museum and the uh, the Mammoth Bones. Oh, the tar, tar pit, pits,
0: which I never knew was real. The, uh, those the, are real. They um, are, and they're on the will and Wilshire. And your nose will my, know? My, my,
1: no, my, my nose will verify that the tar pits are real because they are very tarry.
0: But what I like about the Tar Pits Museum is that it's 45 minutes to an hour and a half maximum. Yeah. Max. It's small. It's $7. And you are in and you get to see awesome mammoth, uh, the woolly mammoth.
1: Get to see some bones. Some Some you know, tar. Some tar. And, and you know ancient insects and yeah boom you're out.
0: And then you're out. That's uh, I'm in favor of that. I've never been to the page. I have been to the Lockwood one time. What is the page?
1: The page is the museum, the museum portion of the tar pits. Oh. Because the tar pits are free. You can walk up and go. Yep, that's tar. Okay. And then to actually see the you know what came out of the tar. That's oh. where they get you.
0: Oh, I have been to the page. Then it turns out. Uh, okay, so but I ha- and I've been to the Lockmo. But isn't there a crafts and arts one that Brian Tatoski? There was. was you yeah,
1: I, I, I was. I was told there was an arts and crafts museum, and and I was told I saw it. I just did not have a chance to go to
0: it. Right, right. There's also, by the way, if you ever get a chance, uh, uh, a restaurant called the Farm over there, where you can get a lobster BLT. That's something else you didn't do. Bacon, Uh,
1: lobster, and tomato? uh Uh-huh. Oh, great. Eliminate all that green stuff.
0: Exactly. There's, uh, I think, lettuce, tomato, bacon, and a lobster tail. Because you uh, have to have bacon. And it's fresh.
1: And it's California, so I'm assuming there's an avocado.
0: There might be an avocado on the side. And uh, we were just talking about that this morning, and so that is the definition of something California in some other part of the... Yes. Yes. All right.
1: What else did you do? Um, I I made it my goal to see every last stinking star on Hollywood Boulevard.
0: Even the blank ones.
1: Even the blank one. Well, <laughs> what, how
0: long is that? Eh, a
1: couple miles, I think. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. It was um, more than I expected.
0: <laughs> Where did you start? Did you start at Highland and, and um, Hollywood?
1: I, I did not. I started somewhere in the middle because of just wherever I could find parking. Okay. Uh, I made the mistake of going. I did not check what was going on that day. It was the day of the red carpet premiere of The Expendables 2.
0: Well, thank so, you. Did you get to see anybody a mingling wrinkle old person? Who was um, a,
1: I saw an I person? I, I saw a swarm of people with um you know, lighting and cameras above them that yep. could have been someone famous but I could not see through the swarm.
0: Okay. Oh, so you did not so see it was who's a a, a suspected
1: celebrity. was <laughs> kind of like a Bigfoot sighting, you know, check the stool and
0: uh, <laughs> Oh did you oh good for you. Did you change <laughs> So what uh so you walked all the way up and all the way so down? I walked on all the way side. up,
1: walk, all the way down on either side, took the side streets. What so were your
0: favorites? What were your favorites?
1: Um big Groucho Marks fan. Sure. Um I want uh, my Did goal, you take
0: any pictures of oh, the stars? Only a few hundred. You took pictures of the stars. I've never understood really the are you thinking of starting at Flipbook so that we can... Get epilepsy? Um,
1: I think, and I had a discussion with this about about this with the guys at the Kiss Star.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> They were guys at the Kiss Star.
1: Yes, we uh, and the three of us are now going to exchange emails, and we're going to start up a uh, makeup concession stand at the Kiss Star, so people the can make best themselves. Dork
0: ever? <laughs> yes. Well done. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, I think it's it's you know in the olden days, back when I was a kid, we yep, had film. Yep. Sure. And film, you had to really pick. Well, I want Groucho Marx, and I, you know I've only got thirty six exposures, so I got to save you know two so I have a backup. But sure. I can't. I, but now with digital, I can take four hundred, five hundred pictures. Of so each So why star. would I not want to take a picture of everyone I've heard of?
0: Everyone, did you get the? Did you go see the Hands and Feet too?
1: Um, I tried. I saw the outside of the hands. Oh, and feet. Oh, because of
0: the Expendables too, you didn't very, get to see the hands and feet. It was feet. very.
1: Very crowded, and uh, I was afraid that if I started taking pictures, I might get a Spider Man foot and be obligated to tip.
0: Because right, those guys are wearing the costumes. Um, the last time I did the hands and feet thing, I went over there. I went with my friend Jenny Bergman, who got off the plane and said, "I actually want I want to do the the Grauman's thing." So we go, and it, there was uh, Will Smith was getting his hands and feet done, Ooh. and we got to see him and shake his hand, and we didn't want to, <laughs> right? Uh, but we were, ended up behind a barricade. <laughs>
1: And now I'm permanently attached to Will Smith, and we're going to be doing a conjoined twins comedy.
0: Exactly. and the, But the people next to me had their baby and handed it to him. And, made, and they were like, can we take a picture of you with our baby? And it was a baby baby. Like, it wasn't like a toddler. It was, you're trusting... This strange man who I'm sure he's played a hero. We know that he's a good Will person. Will Smith
1: seems like a wonderful human being.
0: He does indeed. And But the weird thing with Jenny and I, because Jenny lives in uh, New York City, is she sees famous people all the time. She has a uh, a toy store up on 86th and uh, Amsterdam called West Side Kids. Tina Fey comes in there all the time. Oh, wow. And Alec Baldwin and, and all these people and all the other rest. Obviously, all, the entire cast of 30 Rock come in there. Kenneth. Uh, but no, the... Uh, But there's, I mean, it's, uh, so she doesn't care about famous people, but we're standing behind this barricade. She's like, oh, Will Smith is here, Um, and we were hoping it would break up so she could see the hands and feet, but it didn't break up, and Will Smith shook everybody's hand. He spent like 40 minutes, and we stayed about 15, and he got to us, and as he got closer and closer, Jenny was like, um, do you have a pen? Is that what I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to get, a I'd like, a, a handshake or something and a, and, a, and a signature. And so the guy next to us said, I have an extra pen. And he gave her pen, but all she had was the star to, map of the stars <laughs> that she had picked up. And um, he was like, I actually can't sign that, is what he said to us. Oh, wow. Because it would feel like an endorsement. Right. How weird is hey, can that? Can
1: you indicate where your secret complex is on this map?
0: Yes, please. Where is your lair, sir? And uh, yeah, but um, and then the other thing she wanted to see was Jean, uh, not Jean Autry. Gene dances singing in the uh, rain.
1: Gene Kelly.
0: Kelly, that's it. Wanted to see Gene Kelly's house and I was like I have no idea where Gene Kelly's I house
1: was. No interest in seeing the the houses of the stars. No. I mean that's uh, you know, I, I you can see that on MTV. Ooh. I, you know. They'll go in. That's just a jealousy thing. you know, it's like, "Yes, you have a much better house than I am. Let's move on." <laughs> and, well. and and seeing the houses of the stars also at least on those those bus tours is incredibly expensive.
0: Are those bus tours expensive? Did you look into that? Yeah, event? I, I looked I've into. I kind of wanted to do it.
1: I kind of that was when I was planning my trip, and I'm like, oh, here's here's this a touristy thing that I never did when I lived here. I'll take yeah. a Hollywood tour. Yeah. Oh, sixty five dollars. I can wow. walk up and down Hollywood Boulevard for free.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's worth sixty five dollars. No. You can you could almost go to Disneyland.
1: Uh, yeah, I can you get ha- half, half of a Disneyland. Disneyland. You
0: can go to half of Disneyland. You get if you one here. You get one here. But the uh, okay so, and then uh, and the third day.
1: Third day, I went to the beach.
0: You went to the beach. I
1: went to the Santa Monica Pier and the promenade.
0: And you went to the ocean.
1: And I went to the ocean.
0: And then what happened?
1: And I called out Aquaman for a fight.
0: And did, it, did he show up? He did
1: not show up, because Aquaman is a coward.
0: That's it. Uh, people need to know that Steve Mandel has a website uh, called IHateAquaman.com. Steve,
1: Steve com. It'll be in the notes.
0: It'll be in the notes. Oh, by God, it will. And I should have probably announced it, I don't know, uh, 20 minutes ago. Anyway, <laughs> but Steve genuinely hates Aquaman. And we're going to talk about some Aquaman, because... Uh, did you listen to the Bill Willingham uh, Aquaman I did. idea? I did. Uh, what did you think of that? That was great. That was kind of great? Well, that yes. would have been a good Aquaman, that you think?
1: Been, That would have been an entertaining Aquaman.
0: All right. It's, uh, that's on a previous episode. Listen to Bill Willingham's uh, pitch of a great Aquaman story that DC was not interested in. And
1: read everything Bill Willingham has ever written, because Bill Willingham is great.
0: He really is. He, I just read The Last of the Fairest, uh, uh, yes. which is that uh, spinoff of Fables. And... So, um, it ended really well. Yes. Uh, it had a nice button on it, and you're like, yes.
1: Well, I don't think it's ending. I think this is just that was the first story arc. I think it continues.
0: Oh, it might continue? All right. Well, because he's uh, not doing Jack of Fables anymore, right. so uh, I guess he has to have a second book that he's working on all the time. What the hell? And uh,
1: Man's, man's got to put foot on the table.
0: Sure, sure. But, uh, okay, so you uh, go up to the water.
1: I, I, I went up to the water. I challenged in Santa him, Monica. In Santa Monica. And you
0: say and shake a fist.
1: I, I shook a fist. I challenged. I, I called him out. Challenged him. Uh, took you know. and Then we couldn't find him, so I went around Santa Monica <laughs> he up here. Couldn't find him. Looking for him. Looking for him. Uh, went into the aquarium. See if the fish knew where he was.
0: How awesome! How is your communication with fish? As I digress briefly. Um. Apparently not as not as good as his. Right. Right. Because he's got now. When you go. How awesome would it have been at the hands and feet in front of Grauman Theater if someone had been dressed like Aquaman? Well, I
1: normally, because, you know, I'll go to a comic book convention and there will be be a guy dressed as Aquaman.
0: No. I have never seen a person dressed as Aquaman.
1: We have, in in Arizona, there is a Justice League of Arizona who is the the cosplayers that are dedicated to that particular group, and they have an Aquaman. I am going to link the
0: Justice League of Arizona in the notes. Okay. Because that is awesome.
1: Um, and I'm assuming, you know, this poor the poor blonde guy was the last guy to show up. I'm like, oh, well, you're blonde. <laughs> Everybody else was taken. You're Aquaman. Because Aquaman in Arizona, kind of silly.
0: I want there to be a Justice League of every state in the union. Do you think it's happening?
1: I'm sure it is. The the 50 states initiative.
0: It's an initiative for the Justice League.
1: There's also an Avengers Arizona. Oh, is there? Yes.
0: Oh, very nice. Is, uh, Great Lakes Avengers uh, continues to entertain me in its sporadic appearance every time it shows up.
1: But. Uh, at, at the comic book conventions, inevitably one of my friends is like, "Look, there's a guy dressed up as Aquaman. You should go mess with him." I'm like, "No, no, I won't. Because that is not really Aquaman. Oh, it's That true. is a man who is dressed up as Aquaman who paid his money to get in and have fun, just like
0: I did." Right. And so you were gonna. You know what I like about that? It's a respect level that involves the because costuming is not consent. That's right. right. You know, I saw a sign that said that over at the uh, Convergence. It was a giant. It was the best slogan ever because, you know, Xena and then because then, there's a lot of new kind of dirtbags who, who are going to all these conventions that are yes. um, that are like, oh, you're you, you get your boob show and I get to uh, take sneak some pictures of you and then possibly grab ass. And all of that is not OK. It's not OK because costuming. Is not consent, which right. is the greatest slogan ever.
1: And I've also discovered that generally anyone who is willing to put on a skin-tight costume in public is probably in much better shape than I am. True. And, so and you
0: can ask. I can ask, and
1: I have taken pictures with Aquaman on a number of occasions. Have you? And very, very Are nice, those posted very
0: at uh, Steve's Tumblr? I hate Aquaman.
1: Um, uh, they might be. I, and don't,
0: I think they should be in the next two be. weeks before this drops. Because that's awesome. Because have you seen really good Aquamans? Yes. People have really kind of. Yeah, and
1: Aquaman them. is not you know his his costume is not that intricate. So you basically have to be you know well put together, well put together. Blonde are there tights? Guy. There are tights. It is basically orange. Um, orange skin tight top and green skin tight bottoms and a trident, and you are Aquaman.
0: And the bottoms are they like a like a
1: like a short like a boy short? No, it's a full it's a full tight goes down to you know go down go down to the feet. Yeah. And
0: and what kind of footwear is he wearing? Uh,
1: I don't think he normally wears footwear. I'm not, right. I'm not sure.
0: Okay, so
1: I guess I should know these things.
0: Well, now now's the no time. No, thine enemy. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's start at the beginning of Aquaman's career. Who the hell is he? He's a DC superhero.
1: He is a DC. Su- uh, well, before I mean, one of the first Marvel superheroes was the Submariner. Okay, And the Submariner was the king of Atlantis. And he was a great antihero. And he was very popular. Is that Namor? Namor. Okay. And so he got ripped off. And, and so
0: Submariner, what the hell does that even mean?
1: He, I he don't goes know. under the, He's under, under the under Marine? The, yeah.
0: Okay, there we go. That's all it is.
1: And so Aquaman was more or less a, a ripoff of Submariner. Okay. And he was also, uh you know, half half mermaid, half man, or half Atlantean, half man. Okay. And he was also the king of Atlantis, and he also wandered around under the sea fighting piracy.
0: He fought piracy. All right. Namor fought Nazis. Yes. Aquaman I remember that. Aquaman fought pirates. <laughs> That tiny smile that makes you go, yeah, pirates, pirates.
1: How's that yeah, working out? It's for
0: 1957, you? really. Pirates. It's not even 1997 where the Ethiopians have right. taken over the pirates.
1: And so I guess he had some minor popularity and kind of a, you know for the most part never really had his own title. Okay, it was always kind of you know the backup you know as so, oh you know by Batman and also here's an eight page Aquaman <laughs> story where he fights more pirates.
0: All right, maybe it was for kids. Maybe, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think yeah, in, in in the you know in the World in the War beginning. II area, it was most mostly for kids, right? Because who would ever think that a forty-two year old man would be reading comic books?
0: Right. Nobody did. Nobody no did. did. No one thought to themselves, you know what we're going to do? <laughs> These are going to be worth something one day. Uh, the forty-two year old men who were drawing comics were mocked in nineteen forty-seven. Right. Yeah. It's a uh, Cavalier and Clay. It was not a positive experience for those gentlemen. <laughs> Have you read Cavalier and Clay?
1: I have not. It has been sitting on my um on my on my
0: Weirdly shelf. Andy has not read it either, and he was the one who turned me on to it, and I read it, and it got the Pulitzer. Right. And I don't know that it deserved a it was essentially the winds of war, uh done with comic books. <laughs> it felt like a Gore Vidal uh who wrote the Wins for? Uh, uh, it of Faulkner? Mishner? No, it wasn't Faulkner. It, wasn't Faulkner. Mm-hmm. it was somebody, it was like a 19, because it was also... Um,
1: I remember the miniseries, I don't remember the
0: book. Yeah, I want I want to say Robert Urich was in it, but what I'm doing is I'm mixing up America with a K. Uh, <laughs> Rangers of the Dork Forest are listening going, holy crap, you are lost. <laughs> you are lost in the 1977 uh, five-channel television world that you lived in. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. So uh, I'll put it in the notes. How about that? <laughs> and cuz he he wrote uh he he wrote um a lot of mini series the guy right. with the winds of war <laughs> and it was
1: wook is that W-O-U-K? Yeah. Herman Wook. Wook.
0: Herman nice one. Steve Ooh. Mandel for the win. Well done pulling that out of here. Just your because air. I'm
1: actually in the in the room does not mean I'm not a member of the Dork Forest.
0: That's right. You you've been listening to the Dork Forest since almost the beginning, I think, right?
1: Uh, I think back
0: th- when it was the shitty audio
1: yeah, it was you and Joe, and I think I, I, the first one I listened to was uh, right after the Lost episode.
0: Oh, the you Lost were refer- episode. You were referencing
1: the Lost episode. I want to hear that because I know that guest. It was like, you can't listen to the Lost episode. It's Lost. It is There's lost. a reason we call it that.
0: Yeah, Blog Talk Radio. Nice work. Um, it was free, so right. it had that going for it. And then, and then our mutual friend Kevin Flanagan said, I tried to listen to it. I can't listen to it. I can't get my the speaker in my car to go up high enough to hear anybody talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> but what were uh, if you were to recommend some of the Joe episodes, Joe Wilson was my co-host for probably 2 years in the or in the early uh the late to the late six's 2006-2007.
1: The one He's that late. has always stuck out was kind of the disaster episode with um I am going to mispronounce the name. Anna Wong Wang?
0: Oh, Suzanne Wang. Suzanne Wang. Who got cancer afterwards.
1: Did she? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Well, it's and fine. I feel bad now. I, Thank no, you.
0: No, I, I should feel bad because Joe and I ganged up on her like there was well, no that was, tomorrow. She was,
1: she was being horrible and pretentious, and that was like the only That's episode, her career. That was the <laughs> only episode that I remember where <laughs> you you as hosts or even you as individual hosts kind of turned on the guests.
0: Yeah, that was not a safe space. That no. was that was Dork Forest not. Safe space episode, whatever, uh, probably easily like. Thirty of Suzanne Wang is a uh, Asian comic who does a lot of jokes about Asians, and not positive jokes. It's well, all she
1: did because uh, I, I, I saw her on I saw her bit on one of the you know on Comedy Central or something where you know, she would come out in the traditional geisha outfit or the traditional Korean outfit yes. and kind of do the character of I'm right off the boat and I'm doing comedy
0: right in in an accent right in an
1: accent. And it was not funny.
0: It didn't. And my least favorite thing in the world, and it's not, I mean, the thing is, is if you like Suzanne Wang, please, for the love of God, buy her albums and send her cash. But I, for me, I am always frustrated when someone does, goes on stage and does an, an accent and doesn't introduce themselves as the person. You know, like if, if at some point they're going to get out of it, and just do jokes about airline food or whatever the hell they're going to talk about, right? She would do this character for like the first three minutes and then go, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm actually, I was born here. I'm totally an American. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a road to hoe. Dap fan used to do it.
1: The only accents that I have liked, if I can, can cross-promote cross another podcast, <laughs> was on the Comedy Film Nerds. They did the all-accent episode. Where Graham yeah, just but that's Graham would, and Chris <laughs> would adapt a character and then use a completely inappropriate accent.
0: Uh give me an example.
1: Um he would be the the man who was calling in from Australia using the um the Cockney accent.
0: Oh, okay. So <laughs> Wow, you know what that is? Pretty deep, though, that f- was the fact that you can do those two accents. Because obviously, I have. Andy has told me that I have three accents. Really, I have uh, I have this one, uh, which is the uh, the the voice that I speak in, and then I have uh, the guy accent that that talks like a guy. That's my that's my guy. And then I got my this is my dumb voice. This is what people talk like when they're dumb. And those are the three.
1: The I closest do. I do to an accent is I affect a y'all. A y'all. Y'all. That's my my living in the southwest. Uh,
0: that's your Southwest. You, you raced here in the, uh, Southern California, though, were you? Yes.
1: Yes. Orange so, County.
0: Orange County. The, the Orange Curtain. The
1: behind the Orange Curtain.
0: The Orange. That's just good writing. Who wrote that? <laughs> who wrote that? Anybody? Anybody you know who wrote that? I. Anything? Did you ever watch that show, The O.C.? Was it just like that, how you I grew never
1: up? watched the show, The O.C., because I am a male.
0: <laughs> I have to tell you, I saw about a season and a half of it. Good stuff. Good stuff, quite honestly. It, it was struck a, me
1: as, as soap opera and as one of those things like.
0: This it got is, a little too soap opera-y. Back,
1: for me. back to the not going to Hollywood houses. It's like, this is somebody else's OC that I can only dream of someday having.
0: Yeah, they were living a, a very exciting. It was like if Ferris Bueller got uh, a sitcom. Because. Wait, uh, he did have a sitcom. Ferris Bueller had a sitcom? There
1: was a Ferris Bueller sitcom.
0: What was it on
1: it, television? It, on television, <laughs> it lasted. Just, it lasted a season.
0: Wow! It wasn't Matthew Broderick.
1: No, it I don't. Believe, recast. I don't remember who it was. But it was simultaneously there was Ferris Bueller, and then there was Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which was a Ferris Bueller ripoff, but right. it turned out much better than the actual Ferris Bueller show.
0: Wow! Was Parker? Did Parker Lewis? That had several seasons, if I remember correctly. Had a few. Right? Maybe not five. I don't not think it. Hits, I don't.
1: Yeah, it didn't hit syndication.
0: Okay, but it's probably playing on Antenna TV right now
1: because it's free. Right.
0: Uh what uh yeah, that okay. So let's go back to Aquaman. <laughs>
1: we wandered off the dark oh, path.
0: As per usual, I'm just like, so what uh yeah, what do what do you, you want to say about Aquaman? Um what, what
1: is
0: what is the mission statement?
1: The mission statement is Aquaman a is a horrible too. horrible creature. What is Aquaman? Be, um I don't know. It's a nature versus nurture thing. Was he just not raised properly? Really? Did he have a bad experience that just turned him into a jerk? Who knows?
0: You hold forth. I'm going to get another glass of water.
1: I, uh, make I it happen. Make, make the history of... Um, basically, the, the, the origin was um, with... We were going to San Diego Comic-Con and we were listening to a friend of the show, Ernie Klein's uh, CD... And he does a bit about uh, the greatest of anything would be referred to as Ultraman. So James Brown would be the Ultraman of music. So um, uh friend, Gabe Lubin, and I basically discussed, okay, so what would be the opposite? What would be the worst of anything? Because and
0: Ultraman's the best, according Ultraman to Ernie is every, Klein?
1: Uh, 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 yeah, Ultraman is the best of anything, according to Ernie. Okay. So what would be the worst? And we, of course, came upon oh. Aquaman. <laughs>
0: What are now? Allow me to digress yet again. What are Ultraman's powers?
1: Ultraman. I'm not that familiar with Ultraman. Okay. Was um, it a
0: cartoon? Was it, it a was comic? A,
1: it was a Japanese uh, live action oh. show. Okay. I think he was the predecessor to the uh, the Morphin Power Rangers. Oh. So I, I think he was kind yes. of robot-y, and he got very big.
0: I remember Ultraman now. Okay, so Ultraman being the the ultimate of the awesome superheroes, Aquaman being the antithesis.
1: Aquaman, yeah. So, so you could say that. um, So then you you start Nickelback is the Aquaman of music.
0: Is Nickelback? (laughs) See, I don't know. Nickelback, some sort of uh, guitar rock. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, what, what? What would be the best guitar rock band? Uh, the opposite of Nickelback. Oh, I don't know. I can. It's a I, fun I, game. I'm I, liking I, this game
1: I, now. I you know I can, I'll enjoy a good Santana album. Santana. Santana is a fine guitarist. Uh, All right. You know any any of the uh, Jimi Hendrix Ouv.
0: I'm not sure if that's oeve, oeve, really oeve.
1: guitar rock or guitar wizardry or oh guitar or just wizardry. Guitarry.
0: Guitarry. <laughs> that's a video game system, <laughs> it's, right? Right. It's very nice. It comes with a joystick, and uh, so. I remember Santana. Are they the same era as Black Sabbath?
1: Uh well Santana started in the sixties and is still a viable
0: Oh, they're still thing. working. Oh good for them.
1: I think Santana is more <laughs> of a he than a seriously of they.
0: weeded off, but I'm good. They're still they're what
1: I think it's more of a he than a they. Oh, it's a guy. I mean Carlos Santana is kind of the, the, the crux, the the heart of Santana and I think there are others that join him.
0: Like Jethro Tull. Actually, I know that Jethro Tull isn't a guy. <laughs> so, I only know that because my brother Scott really likes Which Jethro Which of the Floyd Tull. brothers is pink? <laughs> Who would name their kid pink? Mm-hmm. I just spilled water. So, um, so then you looked into Aquaman. You were like, fine, fine. If he is the worst... I so need to I, know more about Aquaman. I've,
1: I've, yeah. I mean, I was familiar with Aquaman just from my familiarity with DC Comics. He's been around forever. Okay. I remember not liking him as a kid when he was on the Super Friends. Right. Because it, it was almost like... The super villains were required to do something in the sea so Aquaman would have something to do. Because it would just look silly to have, all right, super friends, let's go. Aquaman, you stay here and um,
0: answer, you the know, answer the phones.
1: <laughs> start, start brewing coffee, it's going to be a long night.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, who are in the super friends? Is it Superman and Batman? The
1: originals were, yeah, Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Aquaman.
0: Okay. Did they branch out? And 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 then they
1: branched out and got the uh, Black Widow, uh, Hawkman, (laughs) and and uh, Black Vulcan.
0: Oh, Black Vulcan. Okay. And let's talk about DC Comics, which you are you are dipped, you are dipped Mm. in the in the world of DC Comics. You know more about it a bit than I think anyone. That uh, that,
1: that's not true at all.
0: No? <laughs> no? Why not? Who knows uh, more about DC Comics um, than people who work at DC Comics?
1: I would say Lee Bennett probably does. I think Lee Bennett is, is has more of a broad spectrum on the DC than I do.
0: Okay. so But you read most of the DC.
1: What, I read several of the DC. Is What are you reading? I'm reading my favorites right now are uh, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade.
0: Okay. I've seen that
1: one. Um, as Demon Knights.
0: Demon Knights. Now, what's that?
1: Demon Knights. It started off and it was kind of... K-N-I-G? K-N, yeah. Okay. It started off, it was kind of the Magnificent Seven or Seven Samurai theory where it was... All of these, and it was nice because it tied in a lot of the historical DC characters. So it was all of DC's kind of, you know, fantasy or middle ages characters were all coincidentally stuck in this village what? as the demons were attacking.
0: Which ones? Which uh, what, uh, who? Who make up the Seven Samurai of the um, Demon it was Knights?
1: Vandal Savage, who Vandal? Now, Vandal Savage, who was an immortal caveman and is now one of the big DC villains. What? He was a caveman he I think he came across a meteorite that made him an immortal.
0: Sweet. And so he's been around forever. He's
1: been around forever. Is he her suit? He is very her suit. Is he? And he's just a big. At this point in Demon Nights, he's a big pillaging lummox.
0: Okay. And is he? Is he a bad guy now? He is. He is. He is a. Uh, is he conflicted? Cause he is with conflicted. The Demon I think
1: Knights. he is. He is mostly an ally when it suits his purposes.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Is he's a scheming caveman?
0: <laughs> wow. That makes him the smartest caveman ever. Right. Who knew? I suppose if you've been around for a million years, you're gonna get some. Yeah, There's yeah, gonna exactly. be at least online classes that you can take. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what? Uh, who, who else?
1: This is the the shining knight who was a uh, a knight of the the round table? Oh, and has a winged stallion.
0: A Pegasus horse. A
1: Pegasus horse. Is it white? It is white.
0: He has a. Which, what's his name again?
1: The Shining Knight.
0: The Shining Knight has a winged stallion. And does he have a, a lance? No,
1: nope, sword. And it's actually, I believe, it, I don't think it's been firmly established, but I believe it is a she masquerading as a he because shes were not allowed in, in knightdom. Nice because, twist. Uh, yeah. Nice
0: twist, DC. So the Shining Knight, who is always in armor, I take it, so that yes. we don't know that it's a lady knight? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, is the sword magical? I believe so. It better be if you're gonna. I, uh, right. I mean, why why waste all the magic on the ride? Okay, we, what is the well, game yeah man? like
1: like a flying like a flying horse isn't cool enough? Yeah, well, you know the flying horse is nice, but what else you got? <laughs> what
0: else you yeah, got? What do you got recently? You got anything? In a, you know, you got an acorn that you can throw. It'd <laughs> be awesome. I got a peck. I got a peck. Clearly, an acorn pointed at me. Go ahead.
1: Oh, um, who else is there? There is um, Madame Xanadu. Who is uh, a wait, witch?
0: Wait, is did she have her own book? Her she own had book? her
1: own book on DC because um, I
0: think I read that. Yeah, and
1: she is currently in both Demon Knights and Justice League Dark
0: because oh. I guess she
1: is kind of immortally.
0: She's immortally as well. Oh yeah, she's I been around she forever. I think she was
1: a dryad or a nymph or. I like one, that, Madam. Z- the...
0: Who wrote that? My, Andy, and Andy, who wrote that Madam Zanadu book? <laughs> I will look it up. But uh, he's got nothing. Anyway, so, uh, but the Madame Zen, did you ever read, did you read that one? I read a
1: little bit of it, and... um, Because it
0: was episodic. It was very much like people would come to her for their tarot card reading, and then all of a sudden she'd be like, oh, you actually have actual demon problems.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, she, uh, I think the character originally started as just kind of a framing framing sequence for horror comics. Okay. Where you would come and she would read your tarot cards and predict great misfortune, and then great misfortune would happen, and she'd say, I told you so.
0: (laughs) Great. Uh, James Adomian does a great bit about uh, the uh, the prospector on his on his warning stump and uh, who's always at the beginning of the ride. Uh, He's like, you don't want to go in there. Don't go in. there. Oh, there's a. And then and then he's on his gloatin. He's on his gloating stool at the end of it.
1: (laughs) There is a great bit about that in the movie Cabin in the Woods.
0: Joss Whedon's scary movie just came out. Joss Whedon's
1: scary Oh, was it out on DVD?
0: Uh, No, it just just came out on the theaters probably six months ago. Right. Right, Okay.
1: Beginning of the year. I want to see that. Which I think is, um, and and I will have stones thrown at me by geeks, but uh, I Uh think that is the best Joss Whedon movie of the year so far. I know there was another one that people tend to like, but I loved me some Cabin in the Woods. Oh,
0: my God. It was better
1: than The Avengers? Yeah, that was the one. I really liked Cabin in the Woods, and I'm really looking forward. There was so much... Detailing in the background, I'm really okay. looking forward to... Oh, there was to, a lot of layers? Yes. I'm really looking forward to getting the DVD and just kind of going through frame by frame and going, ooh, that's what that was. And ooh, look at that. And I didn't see that the first time through.
0: Okay. Well, now I'm excited to see it. It's Because uh, I love the Avengers, obviously. I've yes. Been it
1: for the Avengers was, yeah. Yeah. I, I nothing... Not, not putting down the Avengers. No, no. I just... I liked me some Cabin. In, and what's even better? Yeah. Thor was in both as well. Because... Um, oh, uh, that guy? The, Helmsley the, the, Lear? Yeah. 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 Um, he was he was the uh, the jock archetype in Cabin in the Woods.
0: Was he haircut yes. Captain Haircut, or did he have long hair? I uh, don't remember. All right, because I'm curious what he would look like without I was without just more staring,
1: just staring at the guns.
0: Oh yeah, were there <laughs> his arms? Yeah, yeah. Did you get a ticket to the gun show? <laughs> uh, yeah. So
1: VIP backstage pass. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> sounded like, bad.
0: That did sound bad, unless you were looking at his triceps. Huh? Huh? That's me doing a 360 on him. <laughs> so, but Madam Xanadu, I really like that Madam Xanadu um, arc. I I should find that because it was a good one. So I'm I'm kind of interested in your Demon Knights now. There's three of them. Where, who, uh, any idea who?
1: Uh, Jason Blood, uh, also known as Etrigan the Demon. Okay. Tricky. And it's uh yeah, this is a character originally he was a dude that was cursed by Merlin and bound to a demon, and so they kind of flip flop back and forth as to who gets to manifest. Okay. And Madam Xanadu is in a relationship with both of them and playing one against one off against the other.
0: Bitches, man, what are you yeah, gonna do? Exactly. What are you gonna do? <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and then, what's his powers? Um, he's a demon, he's a but demon, he's also... So
1: he, you know, he, he pokes things and breathes fire and leaps okay. around and he talks in rhyme. Oh, does... This was established by Alan Moore, is that the higher order demons speak in rhyme.
0: Well done, Alan Moore.
1: Which I'm sure every, every Everybody... comic book writer after Alan Moore is like, thanks, Al. Oh,
0: Alan Moore, shaking your fist at the sky. I think a um, lot
1: of that goes on at D.C. in general.
0: Yeah, D.C., what do you think about my? Well, let's do the last two. What are okay. the?
1: The other character I do not, do not remember their names. They were okay. new characters. One is, I believe, is an Amazonian of you know of kin to Wonder Woman. Okay. But not actually Wonder Woman. Okay. And one lady is fighter. Lady fighter, and one is an Arabic Muslim like engineer <laughs> That's gadget so guy.
0: Nice. Oh, he's a gadget. And he's guy. very
1: cool. And 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 it's one of the recurring things is he's all about the science. Okay. And so he. You know, during the 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 uh, attack on the village, he's building siege weaponry and explosives and such, and he basically calls bullshit on the various magic users in the group because you know, okay, the world is science based.
0: Oh, that's awesome, and I love that sort of because the Muslim history of science is so rich and and you know, remember in. When, when uh, in, in Europe, we weren't taking baths, uh, that was the time when the Muslim world was discovering, like, gravity and right. inventing the zero. And uh, all of I like, Northern I like Africa. the
1: zero. That's half of, you know, half of the binary system right there.
0: Right. And you're pro-binary? I'm pro-binary. Are Why are you pro-binary? What, what, is, what is so great about binary? I, um, people keep talking about it. What the hell is it?
1: <laughs> uh, it's, it's on and off. It's very easy to represent. <laughs> It's kind of the basis for everything I do for a living.
0: All right, what do you do for a living?
1: I program computers.
0: All right, do you pro? Is it Linux?
1: Um, I work in uh, I do databases, so I work in in SQL.
0: In SQL, is that the name uh, of the program? Because I, uh, I took basic S- in SQL, high school. Yeah. Uh, I had a Radio Shack TRS30, TRS90, Ooh, I TRS 30, TRS 90, TRS. Something. Trash eighty. Trash eighty. It was an eighty. That's right. T R S eighty. It was. uh, Yeah, I learned basic.
1: We we mocked those. Sorry.
0: Really? Were you on some sort of Commodore? You're younger Uh, than I am, though.
1: We had. uh, We had an IBM. One of the IBM PCs. Oh, fancy! We mocked everybody else with their little toy computers.
0: Fortran? Were you doing? uh,
1: I never did any Fortran. Fortran was more for like scientists. Oh, was it? Yeah. What was? Because I know I have a a buddy who does um, organic chemistry, and he still does Fortran.
0: Oh, does he? So Fortran has morphed, and is it is he stuck back in the eighties, or is he has, uh, has Fortran grown with him?
1: I'm not sure because he, being a doctorate in organic chemistry, he really can't talk to me about what he does without <laughs> my head exploding.
0: I have a friend of mine proteins working.
1: fold. What?
0: What's happening? <laughs> I don't even know what that means.
1: <laughs> I don't either. I know it's a phrase. It is a thing. Proteins do fold. Oh, do they? I don't know what that means. All right. I will
0: Wikipedia that. As somebody without any science has created a Wikipedia page. I uh, uh, yeah, I have a friend of mine who's working on the cure for, for AIDS. And whenever I try to talk to her about it, she's like, don't worry about it, Jen. <laughs> don't, 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 uh, it's not. I was like, well, how's it going? She's like, it's not. It's not going. It's going along, but it's not going.
1: Well, that has always been, I mean, getting back to what I was saying at the beginning about being a dork of all trades, yeah. that has always been my power and my curse is that I know enough <laughs> about almost any topic to get in way over my head in the <laughs> conversation.
0: <laughs> That's what the Dark Forest is. It's fantastic. Uh, it's just enthusiasm at this point. I'm like, really? That sounds fascinating. (laughs) What does it mean? Anything? But what? uh, Oh, last uh, last member of the the Demon Knights. Wait, that was it. Wait, the last one was the Muslim. Was uh, the
1: Muslim engineer? I'm probably forgetting one, but
0: that's not bad though. Yeah, that's uh. See, my here's okay. So let's talk DC and my problem with the fact that there's more madness in DC than I than I find in Marvel. Madness
1: in in, in in what way? In insanity? In character insanity? In
0: character insanity. Okay. Bad guys are usually genuinely insane as opposed to Marvel where people are just like Well, mm.
1: I think it depends on, on on who's, I mean, all of Batman's villains are genuinely insane because right. they all live in the same house.
0: Right, they, <laughs> they all live in Arkham um, and they're creepy as all. I no. don't think
1: any of the Superman villains are really insane. They generally tend to be oh. more or, you know or megalomaniacal yeah. megalomani-
0: and the guy with all consonants
1: oh, mixius pitlick
0: mixius pitlick and what uh, uh, those guys aren't insane uh, I
1: mean uh, I um, not new? particularly. I no, mean I Lex think they Luthor are more isn't. Lex Luthor, I mean maybe some narcissism or megalomaniacalism. Right, but or that's something. common but, in yeah. my
0: life. Exactly. Uh, people whose self absorption is complete.
1: He he does not have a complete break from reality, like <laughs> right. say the Joker.
0: Right. Right, the Joker and the Riddler <laughs> and, and the Riddler and the guy with the, the the burlap sack on his uh, face. Scarecrower. Scarecrower. <laughs> and uh Yeah, did you see the new Batman movie? I did. And uh, um, that was the end of the trilogy, right?
1: That was the end of the trilogy.
0: I thought the second one was so scary. I didn't need to see the third one, quite honestly. I was genuinely frightened.
1: I thought the the second one was the high point of the trilogy. I mean, I enjoyed the new one, but yeah. it was it was too long, and it did not have enough Batman in it for a Batman movie. You
0: needed more Batman. You
1: needed more Batman.
0: Fair enough. Was, it, was there lots of Christian Bale but no Batman?
1: There was a lot of Christian Bale, and a lot of the Batman moments was not Batman doing something, but Batman doing something in a Bat plane or in a Bat... So there wasn't a lot of just Batman beating stuff up. It was Batman blowing stuff up from inside his plane or on his motorcycle. Oh, pressing or, buttons and yeah. uh,
0: utility belt business. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's fun action, but sure. that's not really what I want from Batman.
0: Right. What, what, is, what do you want from Batman? You want him having a conversation with a bad guy and then punching him in the face? More
1: or less, yeah. yeah.
0: Th- those are some of the best moments in all Batman I movies. I mean, what I
1: want from Batman is, um, you know, biff-bam-pow and strange camera angles, but yes. uh, no one else seems to agree with me
0: on that. <laughs> no one. Everyone wants to somehow bring him into the modern world and make it semi-real. Yeah. Where and now in Marvel, would you say that Iron Man is the Batman of Marvel, or am I wrong? Um,
1: kinda. I kinda, mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of the, 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 the billionaire, the billionaire playboy, deciding to do uh, you know, to do good after personal trauma, right? I mean, I think they 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 kind of tack differently. I think um, in the oh, they
0: definitely tack differently. I think in the Marvel universe, reference. the Moon well Knight on.
1: is probably the uh, uh, the Batman.
0: I, I tried to read Moon Knight once. Um, I didn't moon get Knight,
1: it. Moon Knight is actually genuinely insane. Moon Knight has uh, multiple personalities.
0: Yeah, yeah. Isn't like the devil or somebody talking to him or
1: the the fist of Khonshu is like an Egyptian moon <laughs> god, I
0: believe. Is Chitna is chatting him up. A, depending, like in the car with him, I remember. Yes, <laughs> I remember a, a panel where he's in the car and he's like, t- and there's a driver, and the driver's like, "Who's this guy talking to?" And he's talking to the fist of.
1: Uh, Khonshu, Khonshu, I believe, I believe is the Egyptian moon god.
0: All right. Wow. Yeah, I forget about the Moon night. There's, there's a lot of like, I like that there can be. Like a, a, a writer can get one of these peripheral characters and really just bring it, you know?
1: Well, I think, I mean, at this point, if you're, you, you know, so much has been done with a Spider-Man or a Superman or a Batman yeah. that there really isn't, you know, there really isn't that much ground. And, the, and you know, I can't say that there's none because there still are. I mean, with Spider-Man, they're giving him a kid sidekick, which he hasn't had in, you know, in four, the 40, 50 years of his now existence. Now, is that
0: Ultimates or is that regular? That's
1: regular, regular Spider-Man. He's regular getting a kid sidekick.
0: Is that Bendis? Who's doing that?
1: Uh, I believe it is Dan Slott, but I'm okay. not sure. All right. I'm not actually reading it. I just saw that Me on either. the web.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's a, Dan. I can't. Uh, I love Dan Slott, but uh, but the weird thing is, is I can't read Spider-Man. I read him in junior high, and it's sort of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where if you don't get the window... Like I'm not gonna reread right. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because I get sarcasm and uh and as much as I like that. I liked it. It was it's it's sort of dated, you know. There
1: was a, a posthumous um, sequel to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy what? that I read. There was it was written by um a well known British young adult author whose name is completely escaping me at the and moment. And what's the name of the also completely escaping me at the moment. I will wow. just verify that this it is exists.
0: Perfect. This is this is the perfect <laughs> admit that's an ideal. Uh, but I like... Cause, uh, so it's a sequel to Tracker's Guide to the Galaxy, The five It was in yeah, the the, basically the
1: sixth book. It's the continuing characters, and it was well written and it seemed to um, to go well with the style of Douglas Adams. Okay. But you know, like you were saying, you know, reading it 20 years later, it's kind of the combination of I I, I think I've evolved beyond this, and yeah. it's been so long since I've dealt with these characters that I don't really feel the attachment to them that I do that I did as a teenager.
0: Right, as a te- as a teenager, it's one of the fun books in the world, right? And I actually liked the the movie adaptation.
1: The Movie was all right.
0: Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it, but uh, I thought it kind of it really caught the heart of it, and it, it kept moving. It kept moving like the books didn't. It added forth. the
1: unnecessary love plot because yes. it was Hollywood and right. you know, It is the law.
0: It is the law. I mean, I love a love story. I'm not. I'm not above a love story. But Arthur Dent was such a freaking loser, yeah. and uh, you're like, no. And yeah.
1: By by book six, you dude, you've toured the universe, you've seen things we can only dream about. Shut the heck up already!
0: Right, you should definitely be able to get a date at this point. You're pretty sweet. It's a it's a pretty sweet life you're living there. Although
1: well, he has been wearing that same bathrobe for thirty years now. Oh That's my a God, that is off-putting. disgusting.
0: That is off putting. What? Uh, okay, so what would uh, what would you recommend people? Uh, would you would you? So you're trying to get away from hero clicks.
1: At this I have at this point I have stopped playing the game regularly. I Were you play, going
0: on, on weekends and playing?
1: I was playing. I was running a game every Saturday every Saturday and I in was Phoenix. playing in Phoenix and I was playing every Wednesday. And now I play. When they release a new set, I will normally go for the uh, the grand release of that set and play. play. You know, buy what they call sealed, where you you basically buy two booster packs. Okay. Play whatever you bought. Well, and then they, so I oh, would,
0: are they blind booster packs? Yeah. With yeah. a dude in them, like a with a oh, with, hear, yeah, it, click five, in. Them?
1: Five dudes per pack normally. Okay. And so you would, you know, I would I would go buy my two packs, play whatever I got, and then sell them on eBay and hope to recoup my cost.
0: How's, so the, how's now, that working out?
1: Uh, not so well. Okay, fair the, enough. Fair the the enough. bottom has fallen out a lot, a lot on the uh, the, the hero clicks market.
0: Well, fair enough. It's a you know it's a it's a fickle it's a fickle crowd. Yeah. But what uh, I, I'm curious about this, you get five guys, and that's your army essentially. That's well, your...
1: each of the guys will have a uh, on the base they'll have a point a point value. Okay. So your Superman is going to be 250 points, whereas your you know Man is going to be maybe 90 points because and that's real.
0: Can you cross? Like can you DC Marvel Fantasy? Usually,
1: I mean, what normally the set will be will be um, each set will be a specific to a particular company. So right. Your DC set, and normally it's themed. So you'll have a Batman themed set or okay. a Thor themed set. All right. Um, when you play not sealed, when you play your normal tournaments, you can just you normally you get a certain number of points and you can do any legal figure. Oh. So okay. I can have, you know, Thor and Superman and uh, Judge Dredd, assuming I have the, the points to get all three of those.
0: Right, assuming you have the points to get all three, you could do anything. Could you do a Star Trek kind of uh,
1: – have you ever Star- played with the Star Trek I have set? not, and I think the Star Trek is not so much a battle thing. The Star Trek is more of a cooperative game where you are all playing members of the away team. Awesome. And you go down to the planet, and then you have to solve crime or whatever. Sure, whatever puzzle – po- I have not played that one yet. Oh,
0: that that actually... that one has
1: the bonus of it's not collectible. You buy the set and you're done.
0: Oh, and you're done. Okay. I think
1: there is a Starship Battle collectible version, but uh, that's a rabbit hole. Is there a Battlestar
0: Galactica episode? the, not, not
1: clicks. They actually, the company that does the Battlestar uh, that does clicks at one point had a Battlestar Galactica card game that they did, oh, okay. which I did not enjoy.
0: You did not enjoy. They I, made uh... me
1: do demos of it at a, at a convention once, and I had no idea what I was doing, and it was not too a fun. Fitly? Experience way too fiddly. Yeah.
0: Ah. It's my least favorite thing about some games is when I'm, I'm just like, I have a thousand million chits, and I've got to remember what the hell is happening with each pile of chit.
1: Well, it wasn't so much that as kind of, it wasn't a game I played, and they said, well, the, you know, the show is coming back, so we really need to promote this game, so oh. you're all going to be doing demos of it. Let me give you 20 minutes to show you exactly how to do this demo, go. And so it I didn't really understand. Yeah, played. I didn't really understand the game, so I'm not really the ideal person and I'd never <laughs> watched the show at the time. Right. So I was not the ideal person to be doing this.
0: Okay, and they had
1: a wonderful display. They had a custom game table made to look like a a, you know a a, 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 yeah a a Battlestar Galactica thing. So it was very eye catching, and people would come over and really want to know what this was all about. And then I had to explain to them, well, it's this card game that I'm barely capable of teaching.
0: (laughs) How'd you get talked into doing it? I
1: you know I did demos and stuff for the company. Okay, and so they would basically you know get me into the convention for free. You know what? I don't think I
0: this this is something I should have realized had 56 minutes you used to work for the hero company
1: i mean work i i guess technically i was a contractor but i basically worked for stuff
0: yeah so I, you you I, traded uh, essentially you got for hero for working with them on yes. on different books?
1: i would do uh, yeah i'd run the tournaments every week and okay. then occasionally run tournaments and do demos at at conventions
0: Well, that is a fun fact that that we might have. I don't know how interesting it would have been 50 minutes ago. Not really. I mean,
1: that was pretty much the extent of it.
0: That was the story right there? Yeah. Oh, good for me then, for getting that in there.
1: I got stuff. I did stuff. (laughs)
0: You got free toys.
1: Capitalism. It works.
0: It works. There's the barter system. um, And
1: and luckily, I don't have to pay taxes on any of that. They don't know. It's like, we demand 17% of a Spider-Man.
0: Of a Spider-Man. Well, how many hit points was it? All I mean, right. Well, it then.
1: depends which set Spider-Man.
0: I don't... Well, that's the thing. There's got to be dupes and everything that you're getting. Yeah. In, like,
1: well, because I mean, okay, every uh, when when you have when they release a set, they have to have some of the marquee characters, right? Because you know, nobody's going to buy a set that doesn't have a Batman or a Wolverine or a Spider-Man. Okay. But. You run out of those marquee, you know, after 10 years, you run out of those marquee characters very quickly. Right. So there are many Hulks and there are many Spider-Mans and there are many Wolverines because, you know, that's what sells. So we're going to keep doing them.
0: Right. And then do they have... like, this is the Red Hulk, this is the Green yes. Hulk, this is the Green Hulk. they
1: tend to do, you know, positions in time. So this will be oh, House okay. of M Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man from that one issue when he grew six arms. <laughs> this, this is, is Spider-Man in a ultimate... black costume. This oh, is black, Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. This okay. is, uh, you know, Superman from the Else Worlds where he landed in the Soviet Union instead of uh, in America. This is Superman where uh, he was adopted by Darkseid. Side. <laughs> This is Vampire Batman. This wow. is you know Victorian Batman.
0: Man, did you ever read that? Uh, I think it was Avengers 1692. What was that thing?
1: Yeah,
0: 1692. It was. Uh... That was cra- or was it that was, maybe that was Neil Gaiman? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I've read most of his stuff because uh,
1: he does good work.
0: He does good work. Let's take a stand. Uh, what uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, controversial likes <laughs> Neil Gaiman?
0: <laughs> Everybody.
1: I'm also going to go out on a limb and say Lord of the Rings, not bad.
0: Lord of the Rings, good stuff. Good stuff is being done.
1: No, I'm just pandering.
0: Oh man, so I've been listening to the Tolkien professor talk about uh, the more and more I hear about the the, the Hobbit movie. The more and more scared I am. The more.
1: Well, my my take on it is: well, they announced that it is going to be three movies, right? And these three movies take place before the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Traditionally, geek prequel trilogies don't do so well.
0: Ah, oh, that he just shouldn't. I mean, I get why. I guess they bought the Lord of the Rings before they bought. You know, they didn't know it was going to work. Right. And Lord of the Rings felt like it had more action to it.
1: I'm just hoping that they don't add in. You know, this is a Jar Jar Hobbit.
0: I feel like they might be adding a Jar Jar Hobbit. Or not a Jar Jar Hobbit, but like an elf.
1: <laughs> They've added, like,
0: uh, the Orlando's in it, Bloom. Right. And um, and he is a wood elf, so, there, so it makes sense. So they don't sense.
1: age. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I've yeah. got no problems with that.
0: Oh, my God. The funny thing about the aging, I remember uh, showing my nephew the Terminator movies, and uh, we're at the second Terminator movie, and my nephew, Salmon, who designed the Ranger uh, design of the Dark Forest T-shirt, he goes... Yeah, he wouldn't have aged... And I was like, hey, 11. <laughs> There's nothing like an 11-year-old to really be a dick about stuff. That and is the, Terminator 2 was so great.
1: The constant battle between wanting to geek out and wanting to suspend disbelief.
0: Exactly. It is a war that we all go through. What, uh, okay, so what would you recommend uh, people read? Aquaman, obviously. Uh,
1: uh, sadly, Aquaman is probably one of the best of the new DC 52 titles. Really? And I always describe it, uh, in this. when people question me about that, I always uh, compare it to Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange is a fine movie. Don't like the main character at all. Would not want him at my house. Will not invite him to my wedding. Well,
0: who's writing Aquaman that you like
1: it? Um, Jeff Johns okay. and Ivan Reis, 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 Okay, is doing the art and doing a fantastic job on the art.
0: And I... I, I... And is I really, he just talking to fish and and no, he's
1: he's out and he's fighting crime and um, pirates, you know, still uh, pirates. I don't think there have been pirates. It's uh there there was like a race of piranha men from the Marianas Trench.
0: Okay, okay. Um, he's currently fighting. Wait, is that that giant trench in the in, this, in the ocean that we didn't, yes. that nobody's been to the bottom of? Yep, or whatever. And okay. We
1: can't go down there because apparently that's where the piranha men are.
0: Oh, that see, that's an awesome story. Yeah, that's and where the you piranha, can fight every every yeah. arc.
1: Well, he committed genocide and killed them all. Oh, damn. And he? then he awarded himself by buying a puppy. Oh, God. It was literally, I think it was Aquaman number four. Aquaman commits genocide, gets a puppy.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I. I hate that. Uh, that makes me hate Aquaman.
1: <laughs> well, and I think uh, uh, the 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 title is fun because I think it's it is aware of of the way people perceive Aquaman, and so there's a lot of Aquaman being mocked by the the passers the by yeah the passers by and people okay. around him. And there is a you know in the Aquaman number one there was a scene where he goes into a diner and orders fish and chips and everybody is just terrified. Oh hilarious! And then a fanboy who i convinced as me, even though Jeff Johns has no idea who I am. Right. Mia basically starts bothering Aquaman at his at his lunch right. and harassing him. But, well how does it feel to be like the worst superhero ever?
0: No. Oh. Boo. Oh, that's hilarious. I have to say I don't know. So what What? what uh, But what else would you, are you reading anything good that people might like? Um,
1: I li- I'm liking the Green Lantern titles, Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. Okay. I am a diehard uh, fan of the Legion of Superheroes. And okay. We could, we could do an hour on just the Legion of Superheroes.
0: And we will one day. L- someday. Because I don't know who the Legion of Super And I don't read Green Lantern because I never understand. I always think the Green Lantern is going to make a giant hammer and then hit somebody in the head with it. Is that what he does? Yes, he does. Okay.
1: He has basically the giant wishing ring, the, the green wishing ring that allows him to do whatever he wants to do.
0: So can he wish for, like, to be able to fly?
1: Yep. He and flies. He flies through space.
0: Does he fly through space using the ring? Yep. And can he have x-ray vision?
1: Um, I think he could make an X-ray vision machine. It basically materializes whatever he can think of.
0: Okay. So. And so it
1: becomes a, a, another one of those where his powers are only as good as the artist,
0: <laughs> or the imagination, or the, of the imagination.
1: Man. Yes. Yes, it's that's a, very Doug Henning. It's uh, defeated you with the power of imagination.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a comic book guy from the from uh, that's that's how it'd like to meet uh, from the Simpsons.
1: Um, that, okay, a little right. bit of that. I was trying to go for 70s hippie musician, uh, magician,
0: oh, okay. Doug Henning. Doug, oh, Doug Henning. I've never heard him speak, okay. which is part of my...
1: Book. He speaks a little bit like the comic book guy.
0: A little bit like the comic book guy, but he's wears black.
1: But, and, and no sarcasm.
0: It is slimming. Uh, so, Steve Mandel... Uh, I, we've been trying to do this uh, since you started listening to the show so this is proof that if you are a ranger of the dork forest you can be on the show
1: it is an achievable dream people <laughs> it is an achievable dream I'm, li- I'm, I'm living out my aspirations
0: <laughs> one moment at a time yes uh, rangers thanks for tuning in and uh, don't forget to write uh, feel free oh yeah you could, you could review the show on iTunes of course and you could go to dorkforest.com and review the show on dorkforest.com And you can do whatever the hell you want. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Bye. Bye. My hat,
1: my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance, then it sounds like a Mexican hat dance. It's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance.
0: Yay. Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?